0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, DizBoards.com show for July 15th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi back in the peanut gallery, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, and Julie's sister, Taylor, and still floating around the house doing God knows what, God knows where, (laughs) is Stella, Teresa's daughter. She's
1: drawing you a mural on your walls. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Uh, Now, in this week's uh, episode, we're going to discuss some threads that can be found on disboards.com, including some tips and tricks for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, uh, comments about Disneyland restaurants, a primer on Walt Disney World tickets, crowds at Walt Disney World, and yet another reason to stay out of the damn lakes. (laughs) All of this coming up on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Welcome to the show, everybody. For those who are just joining us, we do a Disboards.com discussion show every other week where we focus on some specific threads that can be found on our forums. If we use a thread on the show, that person will be automatically, the thread starter will be automatically entered into a monthly drawing for a chance to pick from one of the 50 prizes we have in our prize matron. Prizes right now range anywhere from a $25 Disney gift card to some backstage tours at Walt Disney World. We have also added... An iPad to the possibilities of what you can win and the prize matron. So
2: please allow 10 weeks.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> We're not responsible for Apple's <laughs> fulfillment policies, so keep that in mind. Um, some definite, definitely some interesting uh, threads this week as I maneuver to pull them up. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, tips and tricks regarding Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party found on our theme parks forum started by Turtle Thirty One. Um and uh Turtle thirty one has never been to uh Mickey's Not So Scary is attending for the first time on October twelfth. And uh he outlines or she, I guess, I don't know. He or she. Shim. Outlines uh dates for the party, times uh, prices for advance purchase and at the gate, uh, some of the parade info from 2009, fireworks info from 2009, locations of, uh, where things were and what was going on, uh, last year. All, a lot of that taken from the DIS. We'll have links to that in the show notes page, uh, along with some photos, um, from the, uh, from the ca, uh, of the characters and stuff that were found at the party in previous years. Um, A lot of tips on this. Did everybody get a chance to read through it? Mm -hmm. Um, Anything stand out?
1: Well, first of all, I love the fact that she has some rumored changes for 2010 to the party, apparently. Somewhere she heard some rumors. And things like Cinderella's carriage will not be available. Um,
0: Snow White and the Dwarves relocating to the Fantasyland Skyway area.
1: So if these are things you're really looking forward to meeting these characters, I think it's great that she's... Keeping an ear, he or she is keeping an ear out for some things that might change. There's an
0: incredible amount of con, uh, information yeah. in this threat. Uh,
1: most of the ones you sent us that were informational, I just made my head explode.
0: That's what I love about the There's boards. So much information. I love this about the boards, and this is a great example of of that. Um, Don't waste time early in the party
2: getting candy.
1: Great tips. Some great tips. The last stuff we've talked about: second parades. Mm-hmm. Usually less crowded than the first. Um Don't miss the ride of the headless horseman. Right. The ride of the headless horseman. Things yeah, well,
0: like I think it's important to expand a little bit on the uh don't waste time early during uh, in the party getting candy because later at night or towards the close the lines disappear and I guess some Cast members like to get try and get rid of yeah. the candy they have, so they give out a lot more. Well,
3: yeah, because it hangs around backstage, and they end up eating it.
0: I also right. think there's
1: huh. I also think there's some kind of rule, some kind of um, service rule that says they can't take that candy back, even though it's individually wrapped. I think something has they have to give out whatever's open that oh, day. Oh, could be. I think I heard that somewhere. Well, Plus, I don't know about
4: you on Halloween, but that's how it is at our house. You start out because you don't know how many kids you're going to get. Oh, You um, start out giving everybody one or two pieces, and it gets to be the time when you're going to turn the front porch light out, and that last kid gets the bowl tipped.
1: Here. Oh, yes. really? Yes. That's true. I
3: give, a, I give handfuls to every kid until I run out and then no, just turn the light I,
1: out.
0: I don't give. You know uh, well, Rolls? I, don't get, I break
1: them into little pieces. <laughs> I, get one little
0: piece I don't know if I have a reputation in the, in the neighborhood as being the scary gay guy, but uh, kids never come to my house. Really? I just i i a couple of years I bought candy and I got nobody. I so, hate
5: handing out Halloween oh, wow. candy. I always take off. I don't oh, do I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: So now <laughs> I we'll just will come
5: over here this year, Pete.
0: No, I just turn the light off. <laughs> I just <laughs> now I just turn the light off.
4: You don't like the kids coming to your door? Yeah,
0: because I, 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 if, I hate they, the- if they came to my door. I'd be fine. What I don't like is having 15 pounds of candy sitting around November first. I don't like the older kids coming.
2: It's like, dude, you're With like 25 years, years old. They just you know? have a bag. With <laughs> their yeah. pillowcases
5: I don't like the kids that don't say, like, trick-or-treat or just, like, shove their thing out. Or I also don't like standing there going, oh, what a cute little costume. So we always had a deal. My late husband would hand out the candy, and I'd go watch TV for the evening. Oh, Kathy's,
1: really got, yeah. Kathy's got a little bit of John in her. Really? was Who knew? Who knew? I like the kid who, like, turns his jacket around and pretends it's a costume, you <laughs> know? <laughs> What are you supposed to be? Uh,
3: Crisscross.
0: <laughs> One of the other suggestions in this thread that I liked <laughs> was that if you like to bring home a monster-sized bag of candy, bring your own bag. Oh, yeah. That the bags they give out at the party are kind of small.
1: And empty from the small bag into the big bag so your little bag always looks empty and but they those feel those sorry bags, for you. Then you get pity candy.
0: Right, you the get pity candy.
4: candy.
1: Those
3: little bags are perfect. They're you know reusable, obviously, because they're plastic and they fold. Corey's mom, she loves those bags. Like, if I could just... Gather a bunch of those bags and send them to her. She'd be perfectly happy. She carries her lunch in them. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's so cute.
2: So cute. I would suggest that you um, study the map before you go. Kind of, you know, have a game plan on what you're going to do. Because if you want to see the fireworks parade and hit up as many um, candy stations and open rides and all that, you're going to need some sort of plan. Because if you miss, if you miss the fireworks, because they only do the fireworks once, so you kind of need to. Right, playing Plan around that. Your position
1: in the park relative to where you want to be at the fireworks and all that type of thing.
2: You know, if you're going to just do the park clockwise, you'll kind of see what you can, where you're at.
1: I was amazed at the one tip. I did not know this, that the villains come down after the stage show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I think that's pretty cool. That's yes, because we're do. never in the front of the castle.
4: No, but they don't she, sign
0: yeah. autographs, right. but yeah, they do. They, they come
7: down, auto. and that's when the first time we saw it, Stella went hightailing it in the opposite direction. I got lost her in the crowd.
4: <laughs> The walk from Toontown to behind Space Mountain is a great place to eat candy.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And also, uh, we've talked about this before. Make sure you have a, make sure you eat before the party because the availability of food in the Magic Kingdom for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party tends to be limited. So you want to make sure. And
4: you, you end eat. up eating
0: candy, sweet tarts, <laughs> yeah, for four hours. I think one of you know, uh, for my money. Uh, Go to the Polynesian and uh, have uh, get sushi. Get, well, get dinner at uh, Kona Kona, Kona okay, Cafe. I have a
4: different version of no, that, but I'd they're really close Ohana. together.
0: <laughs> you're nice and close. So, all right, let's uh, talk about. Um, I, I, I included this because we hear I, I've heard this before, and mm. I. I I'm surprised that there's any cast members telling anybody this. Uh, the thread is called, uh, CM told me I could do this. Seven nights, ten day park tickets. And uh, this is something I think people try and... Uh, like I said, I've heard it before. Uh, two tiggers started the thread uh, on the Disney for Families board. So I just got off the phone with Disney and the cast member suggested that I should purchase a 10-day 10, a 10 park, uh, park pass. Uh, that way I would have the option to go to an additional park, um, if I so choose, when we are there. I thought I couldn't do this, but he recommended it and we booked it. Does anyone else do this? I assume he is right. He works for Disney, after all. No, he is not. <laughs> if you do not have Park Hopper on your pass, you cannot go to one you can you can't use multiple days of your pass in one day doesn't work that way
4: i'm always surprised when someone starts this thread this person had to know there was something wrong or why would they have questioned it yeah they know they're getting they think they're getting i apologize it sounds to me like they think they're getting away with something I and think, they're looking for validation that it's really going
1: to happen. Well, I think in this case the person wants to know for sure because they don't want to be in a position where they might right. be that's embarrassed. Right, that's what I'm saying.
4: I think they're already aware that this is something right. that... Just but to
5: nine times out of ten when people start those threads, it's like, oh, I had this idea if I bought extra days. And it's like they know that there's probably something wrong with that right. and they want to get hmm. validation from people. Yeah. But the thing that I always try to remember to tell people is it's you're buying days not admissions right and if you think of it that way then it's very clear it's not you know
1: there's a, a post in this thread by the same person who, who you picked another thread about the everything you need to know about tickets mm-hmm. and apparently he's a disney cast member he or she is a disney cast member who um has worked at turnstiles at one time and he still does does he still do yeah. now And the explanation I think is brilliant can you find it on there I don't want to misquote him but he gives an explanation of what he tells people who get upset at the term style who want to try to use the ticket for a different park on the same day
5: he works at uh,
0: Cheshire Figment is this TJMW 2727 is that the one you're talking about?
1: no, No. keep going
5: Cheshire Figment who started the one is the one who's the cast member who's
0: okay, yeah Cheshire Figment okay A base ticket is one major theme park per day. You are not allowed, you are allowed to re enter the same park if you leave it on one day, but can only be used at the one park. Note that the ticket will state on it either not valid for park hopping or one theme park per day. That should be a hint. If you put the ticket in the turnstile of another park, the display on the guest side of the turnstile will be access denied. The top line of the display on the greeter side will give information about the ticket. The second line will display "display crossover not permitted. The turnstile will not unlock. This is because Disney charges $3 per day over four days on a ticket, but charges $52 to allow hopping. Uh, this does not make economic sense for Disney uh, to allow this.
1: And basically what he tells people is is that the, the turnstiles all talk to each other. They're all connected through Disney's mainframe. And if you try to go in, it says you've already used this ticket today. I don't care that you have more days left on the ticket. You can't go to a different park on the same day. Oh,
0: and I see what you're talking about because he says, uh, or as I recently told a guest who was arguing with me about using a different day on the ticket, the turnstile computer thinks today is Friday. The turnstile computer at the other park also thinks today is Friday. The two turnstile computers can talk to each other. If you can convince this turnstile computer <laughs> that today is not the same Friday as the other computer thinks, then it will let you in. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I think that's absolutely brilliant.
1: It's not, it's not a cast member's call. They can't do it. Don't argue with them. Don't try to get around the system. They just can't let in.
5: But haven't you been behind those people in line where they're insisting that they can do this? At least I seem to always be behind those people, or people
1: who've used up all their tickets and mm-hmm. they try to use a ticket. This or the expire. person
5: who gets into the turnstile and then
4: decides to hand out the tickets to the right family mm-hmm. members.
0: Oh no! If, if you want to see American stupidity on on parade, just stand at a turnstile at a theme park. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you would think we will. They were launching rockets into space.
1: My favorite. <laughs> My favorite is actually uh, soda fountains. People have never seen a soda fountain before in their lives. Soda dispensing <laughs> machines. They get up there and it's like all the brains have been sucked out of their heads. <laughs> These they are the same people eye. who spend
4: $300 at the Publix and wait until all of their stuff is in the bag in the cart to take out their checkbook. And it's always like from the First National Bank of Botswana. <laughs> so the man has to come from the other Publix to sign their check. These are the people who I get behind at the turnstile.
0: Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. But, uh, again, you know, I I wanted to point this one out because I hear this a lot. People buying a a seven-day, no park hopper option pass, they're only going to be there for five. and So they'll park hop on two, just use up the other two days. It doesn't work that
5: way. And I'm sure the cast member says that sometimes, either because they don't know or sometimes because if they sell a 10-day ticket, that's better than selling a seven-day ticket.
0: I would I mean, hope no ex- not. I would hope well, that they're not doing that.
5: But like everything else, like when we call to find out details. Because they're not
0: getting commission per se.
5: But, you know, it's like sometimes when we Disney releases something, it takes us 10 phone calls sometimes to get the right but information.
1: But don't they have quotas?
0: I believe they have quotas. I'm sure they do.
4: There's something else you should always take with a grain of salt. If any s- story you're being told about Disney starts with a bus driver told me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Or when people say they called their resort and you're not actually calling the resort, you're calling a call center and then they decide if it's worthy to be sent on to the resort
1: Something people might not know as well when you call a Disney main number, you may go to a call center, you may also go to someone's house. Mm -hmm. Disney has some uh, call center people who work from home. I've
0: had that, I've had the kid crying in the background.
7: Hmm. That was my house probably. (laughs) Uh, Just to clarify for me, okay, so you've bought a Disney package, seven day With seven-day park tickets, okay? Mm -hmm. When you check in at your resort, you're not given individual little tickets for everybody.
0: No, it's on your room key.
1: Yes, each person gets a room key that has their tickets on that room
0: key. Right, programmed onto the key. Right.
7: What if you don't use them all on your visit? Do you lose them? They expire 14 days
0: after first use. On the
7: package,
5: yes. Unless you
4: buy no expiration tickets.
5: And then you could also have them separated off your key card if you have no expiration or you can hold on to your key card if you have no expiration for the next time you come back
1: right so in the the base ticket they'll expire 14 days after first use and you can't park hop if you want these options you have to pay more for them
7: okay i didn't you can't know go
1: to
0: the, you the magic also... kingdom
7: and epcot on the same
0: i'm just thinking about
7: my upcoming trip.
0: Well, you can also, correct me if I'm wrong, you can take the value of those tickets and apply that toward an annual pass. That is
1: correct. Yes.
0: So or if another paid, pass in general. Or another pass or any other pass. Yeah. So if you have, you know, if your ticket is $250, right. um, you can take that to guest services at one of the theme parks or at Downtown Disney, and they can turn that, they can apply that to an annual pass.
4: But you can't get the payment plan with that.
7: So the minute I check in to POP and I use my use it to get into the parks, all those days, whatever, four or five days that I have on there, have to be used. Within, Within 14, 14, 14 days, days, unless
0: you purchase a no expiration option, and then they're still good.
7: Can I go back and ha- take that have that option now?
5: You, add on?
0: you can. At any point, you can and add yeah, that onto it, your ticket.
7: And
5: if you're in the parks and all of a sudden you decide you want a park op, you can go upgrade it then.
0: Yep. You know,
2: another issue I ran into when I worked at Turnstiles at Blizzard for like a week the amount of people that went to blizzard beach thinking that it was included in their ticket oh yeah they're like well i thought all the theme parks were included they just never, uh, well, they this never is a upgraded nice, this
0: well, is t- t- actually i i'm sorry go ahead john
1: Well, the new tickets now are usually uh however many days you have plus seven plus options what are they calling them now yeah. Water
2: park, fun, fun and more, visits, fun and yeah. more,
1: fun visit. I can't keep up with the nomenclature, but you can go fun visit. So let's say you've got a four-day pass, you can then go four more days to the water parks and wide world of sports. Ooh.
0: Well, Ooh-hoo. and this is a this is a, a great segue into one of the other threads that I wanted to point out this week, also by Cheshire Figment, uh, who uh, has a an FAQ. On Disney tickets, that I think is probably the most comprehensive I've ever seen uh, on our theme parks, attractions, and strategies. And of course, we're going to have links to all of these, uh, all of these threads in the show notes page podcast. Dot. Oh, it's still moving. Okay. com. Sorry, I was looking at the screen. We're recording on new equipment and I'm paranoid that it's not going to work. Uh, he's got, and this has been. Uh, Recently updated as of June 25th of this year, so this is a pretty up-to-date.
2: And it's been running since 2007. Since, since yeah.
0: 2007, he's been keeping this up. Um, covers every question you would ever have about a ticket at Disney World. It's amazing. Um, right down to comprehensive Magic Your Way ticket examples, uh, how the whole hotel card room key thing works, what to do with lost tickets, how the finger scans work, what the park hopping rules are, uh water, uh what is it water parks fun and more with no expiration uh the military
5: a, one is one that a lot of people have been confused about ever since disney brought that out and his section on that is just awesome
0: it's it, it's got he's got everything here he mm-hmm. really it's so incredibly comprehensive
1: this is a perfect perfect example of why people get overwhelmed when they plan a disney vacation because just the information you need on tickets he has, got, he, has got,
0: he has got 21 bullet points on this list of ticket information. And bullet point number 15 is broken down into like eight subsections, 15A <laughs> through I. Um, just to give you an idea of how uh, expansive this is. Um, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous information.
4: Disney ticketing is an art in itself.
0: Well, it was designed to be, because it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always this convoluted to get tickets. Uh, this was a, a few years back, an intentional thing right. to make it more magic, difficult. Magic for, your way.
1: Well, the thing, mm-hmm. yeah, the thing they, uh, I liked about in the past was when you bought a package, it was you got a length of stay ticket, mm-hmm. and that was it. So if you were going, you had that many days, you knew you could use it every day. And I found it a lot less complicated, but of course it was not fit everybody's. Well, they've
0: made it more complicated so they, A, could uh, close a lot of the loopholes that people were finding to get around certain things. Uh, B, it's easier to get more money out of people Mm -hmm. when when it's hard for them to understand. Um, I think people end up paying more for tickets than they should if they truly understood all their options.
1: Also, it's a la carte. So now you've created an à la carte yeah. menu where now people say, "Well, yeah, I want that, I want that, I want that." And also,
4: they've uh, the longer you stay, the less it costs per day, which keeps people on Disney property longer.
0: Well, that was the whole point of that, and that was mm-hmm. part of how they that was part of how Disney blew uh, blew a real uh, really hit Universal uh, hard was between the, the change to this Magic Your Way ticketing system, where adding on those two extra days where people were going to Universal now only costs like 20 bucks to mm-hmm. stay at, at Disney. And then, of course, the opening of Expedition Everest were the two things, and it remains to be seen whether or not or how, by how much Harry Potter will will mitigate that. But uh, this is, I mean, it, it was. it's maddening when Disney does stuff like this, but from a business perspective, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I think it's incredibly complicated, far too complicated, more complicated than it needs to be. Um, But, you know, hopefully maybe one of these days, because you remember the good old days when all tickets didn't expire?
5: Mm-hmm. That right. was very nice back then.
0: You know, if you bought a ticket in, you know, 1985 and you came back in 1995 and you still had days in that ticket. It was still good. I remember the tickets where they punched it with a, you mm-hmm. know, a date stamper.
2: Mm-hmm. I John, those. didn't you recently call that number to find out if uh, the tickets were active still?
1: Right. Um There was a question a couple weeks ago about how can you check how many days are left on your ticket. And I actually did that and called the number we had on the site. And first of all, the person couldn't tell me how many days were left on the ticket. All he could tell me is the ticket was valid or not. Uh, So valid or not meant that there was at least one day left on a ticket. So kind of convoluted way of getting around it, but I couldn't find out exactly how many days there were. But others
5: have reported that they got... However many it's like anything things. else. It
0: depends on what cast member mm-hmm. you get on the phone.
1: But there's also an email address, so I suggest to emailing as well as calling. Mm-hmm. Because you can call also. Disney 10 times and get 10 right. different answers.
7: Yeah, I had to go in person and get the, what was day's what I remember those days.
4: tickets where they used to use that little rubber stamp, mm-hmm. and they would stamp the date you used the tickets, and once your four little boxes on there were full, your ticket was good done.
0: So, uh, great, uh, really Uh, Like I said, a a very expansive discussion of ticketing options at Walt Disney World on our theme parks board. And again, we'll have links to that in the show notes page. Um, Another thread that uh, I found interesting that I wanted to discuss with everybody because we've all been to Disneyland was from uh, Going Quackers is the name on the boards. Just got back Tuesday from Disneyland Resort. We spent ten nights total, five at the Disneyland Hotel, five at the Grand Californian. I must say we were disappointed in the food selection and quality. We ate at every sit-down restaurant in the parks and all three hotels, all but Napa Rose. The food was all mass-produced and tasted like it was warmed up to serve. I was expecting much more for the prices they charge. The buffets were sad. Uh, There were very few items available, and what they did have tasted bad. The only restaurant that was decent was Blue Bayou, which I'm surprised. Mm. Uh, the World of Color wine country dinner was absolutely inedible. The worst meal I ever had. By contrast, Disney World food is of much higher quality. Still not the best, but far better than Disneyland's offering. Anyone else feel the same way?
3: I thought Storytellers was horrible when we were there.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I've always had a good experience at Storytellers. I have, too. That was we nine. just had
1: breakfast
4: there on the last day of our adventure. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't the do the, the buffet,
0: cut. though. We ordered a la carte. See, no, I've only ever done the buffet at Storytellers, yeah. and I've always, I've never, uh, I've never. you know, it was good. It was some good stuff on there. I
4: was really impressed with Goofy's Kitchen. I would say
0: Goofy's Kitchen. Buffet. Was buffet. Yeah. Incredible. The selection,
4: the quality, how hot it was. And we were there with ABD, but it wasn't exclusive to ABD, so it's not like we can attribute it to the fact right. that they did something special. The restaurant was open to the general public.
0: Uh, you know, in my in my experience... Virtually any dining inside the theme parks out in California is terrible. Um, and their food and beverage manager ought to be ashamed of himself for allowing some of the swill that they pass off as food out there.
4: It's funny because I haven't been there as much as you have. And I know people are going to hate me for saying this. The only time I've eaten a meal... In the Magic Kingdom, the last two times I was there was at Club 33.
0: Excuse us.
1: We only at Club 33.
4: All my other meals were outside of the theme. Well, this is another example. Every time Pete
6: and I go, we always say, you would think California would have healthy meals, better choices, but when you come back here, it's so much better than Disneyland.
0: Remember how crappy Disney World food was like 10 years ago in the parks? Like, you know, it's so much better now. Disney, every time I go out there and eat, in their parks I'm like It's the same company They can't You know They can't fax a recipe From one From one coast to the other I mean Why is it that You know Look I'm not going to say The hamburgers I get in the Magic Kingdom here are any great shakes But At least they're edible What I've gotten out there Has been awful Their counter service Is horrendous We were ate In Steakhouse 55 I love that one And we not Again, only- Outside the park Yeah Outside right. the park. I'm, t- I'm talking about inside. Even
3: Did we eat inside the park? I just don't remember. Probably,
0: probably counter service. It wasn't that good. The Wine yeah. Country Trotteria um, is about the only restaurant yeah. that I've had a mildly good experience with decent. in California Adventure. And right. I'd call it decent. I wouldn't call it good. Blue Bayou is an utter ripoff. It yeah. is an utter and complete ripoff.
6: Great theming. The food was awful. And they mm-hmm. knew it.
0: It's, it's like they knew we're the Blue Bayou. We don't have to try it. Uh, the only thing of any mention that was any good at Cafe Orleans, for me anyway, was the Monte Cristo. But you know, you deep fry, you could deep fry crap and I'd probably like it. Um, it's a
4: sandwich made like a donut.
0: But it's so good. <laughs> it's nasty. It's so incredibly good. Right, right.
4: but there's you're deep frying wrong... it, putting powdered sugar on it, and dipping it in raspberry jelly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, there's nothing wrong
4: with that sentence. Nothing, <laughs>
0: right. There's nothing wrong with anything you just said. <laughs> but
4: it doesn't even have to be, there doesn't even have to be meat in it. I... Don't, but I, I
0: I just I don't understand why is the food out there so bad
1: I guess we didn't eat there enough because I thought the food was okay the places we ate where did you eat in the in the park though yeah
0: everything we ate everything we ate was outside the park with the exception of club 33 we always ate outside oh
4: that's not true we had that
0: food and wine
4: got off a lunch
1: no, food and wine was great. No,
4: they food got off a lunch great. at some the Hillbilly Hoedown restaurant. In oh, Indiana yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh, we yeah. ate out of buckets. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, oh, you didn't like that? Because that's one I want to try. Oh, uh,
3: my Lord,
0: it, it was, was awful. Oh I didn't think it was that it bad. It wasn't that bad. I
3: think food we always awful. made a beeline for Cafe Orleans when we ate inside the park. It's
0: think slim Pickens, though. It is. It's real slim Pickens.
1: And it's not a you know it doesn't help that there was some twangy twangy person. But here's the at me. but
0: here's here's the here's the schizophrenic dichotomy of the situation. Go out there for their food and wine festival. The food they serve for the food and wine festival is out of this world. Incredible. We had a really good time. We had a fabulous at the, time.
4: What was it called? The event center or something mm-hmm. like that. We they that put fun. it like behind a building and put up signs that said "There's nothing back here. Don't come here." Yeah,
0: basically they. Hit but it. it was good. They hit it. And but. Everything we had was good. Every time, this this past one and then two years ago when we were out there for it, we were stunned by how good uh, the options were. The only one, the only option, no, I don't think it was a food and wine option, but uh, Walter got sick. Walter and I both got kind of nauseous corn off dogs. their corn dogs. Hmm. Um, well, well, I mean literally really – I mean, grease dripping down the front of our shirts. That's how Ooh. bad. I mean, you could have like wrung this out and had grease come out.
4: I think the thing uh, I like about their food and wine is that they use their existing food locations. Yes. just change the menu.
0: They add I, things they onto add to the something. menu,
4: yeah. I, I like that.
0: I think that they do. I, I, I love their food and wine festival out there. I think they do a brilliant job with it. So if you are capable of cooking and preparing food like that, I'm not saying that every item on every counter service menu should be caliber of what they give for food and wine. But if you're capable of doing that, you know, they can do it. You know that they can. Something can be done. You know why? I I just don't understand. I've also got to say that to some degree, I think service level at Disneyland has gone downhill, especially since I've noticed it, especially since the layoffs last year, that it. You're more likely to, I'm, I'm hearing a lot more, I'm seeing a lot more, um, uh, about, uh, about that particular issue. But in this particular thread on the Disneyland board, um, you know, a lot of people comment, uh, yeah, the food at Disneyland is bad, but I don't go there for the food. And this is, you know, I, I I'm sorry, but I think Disney knows that, so they put the least amount of effort into it because that costs less.
4: Well, we've also talked about the difference in the two theme parks. The p- folks out there, it's got a more local audience. So you might have a lot of people who are, I'm going to eat home, or I know where I can skip out of
1: the park and eat cheaper, but, better. But then you shouldn't make your food in the park better because people I, can easily get off property and go I
4: absolutely food. agree. Cheaper and better. But if people aren't eating there, I can also understand the idea of if they're not going to eat bother? it, why bother?
0: Now, for my money... Uh, Locations at Disneyland where I, I like to eat, where I've had good experiences, Steakhouse 55, so good. Goofy's Kitchen for that breakfast, uh, Storyteller, Storyteller's in, in the Grand Californian for uh, for the, their buffets. Uh, I've had breakfast and dinner there, uh, both good experiences. Um, uh, La Brea Bakery, especially in the morning for breakfast.
6: That was a good option for You get breakfast.
0: some great options. Again, the price of everything out there is so much more expensive, it seems to me anyway. A lot more expensive than it is out here.
4: Well, you also hear the thing with Disneyland. Um, Do I need to make a reservation? Do I need to make an ADR? And people tell you, no, you kind of don't. The restaurants aren't full. So you can Blue res- Bayou. Blue Bayou is the only need, one I ever hear anything yeah, about. You're
0: really going to need a reservation. And Blue Napa Bayou. Rose. And Napa Rose.
3: I prefer downtown Disney dining. I mean, yeah. Tortilla Joe's, House of Blues. Or yeah, a they had some good dining. Um, Ralph Brennan's. Yeah, Jazz Kitchen.
0: You know, so it's uh, there are options out there. There are some ni- some nice places to eat. I I really like uh, the pizza at Catal. Uh, Napolini. Napolini, yeah. Um, some really really good some really good pizza there. Uh, we actually had an event there uh, after uh, the tour we did last year, last June, uh, with the Disney Institute. And I got to tell you, they were brilliant. They were wonderful, top to bottom, just great. Just did a great job. Uh, so, I mean, there are places, it's just inside the parks. It's, it's sad. It's sad. And obviously not being paid a great deal of attention to. And like I said, whoever's in charge of food and beverage for those parks ought to be ashamed of themselves. Because it really is, uh, it really is a travesty, in my opinion, what goes on, what goes on out there. So, just my impression. And apparently the impression of some people on our boards. As well.
4: I can't get through downtown Disney in California without going to Wetzel's Pretzels and get one of those hot dogs wrapped up in a pretzel. (sighs) They're so good. I love them. Yeah,
0: the indigestion on a stick. But, uh, so, all right, another uh, thread in a theme park sport posted by Melissa the Pooh. I realized from a reply that I have been on the Diz for 10 years now. In that time, I've seen tons of new uh, Disney assistive services, assistant services, books, boards, apps to get you through the parks. I'm wondering if any of the Diz folks who've been around for a while or new posters, do you think all the unofficial stuff has made a difference in guest patterns? Do you think access to information devalues that information to a degree? I think it's a really interesting question. Personally, yes, I do think mm-hmm. that we have and I say we, I mean collectively, the commun the whole Disney fan community, all the sites, all the discussion boards, all the podcasts, the apps. Yes, I think we've had a huge impact. I think we've had a huge impact in a number of ways. I'll give you an example. When I started this site, December was the slowest time to go to Disney. That was the time you wanted to go. Those first two weeks in December.
4: We used to go. The the rates were the lowest. The crowds were the lowest. We used to leave the day after Thanksgiving. My family always vacationed the first two weeks of December.
0: Yep. And now you find those are very, very busy weeks. And I think that is attributable directly to sites like ours because we have been saying it from the beginning, go in December, go in December. Now we're telling people go in January because January is the new December. Uh, that's the one where, you know, temperatures are, are, are you know, it's a, it's the coolest month of the year probably in terms of temperature. And there are days in January where you could shoot a cannon down Main Street and not hit anybody. I love that. I know. That is the best feeling walking in those parks. When I like, like that, that
4: when it's cool and you get to wear a polar fleece sweatshirt and you're mm-hmm. the only one there. Oh,
0: it's great. It's great. It happens so rarely, but. It is it's a great feeling when it does happen.
5: You know, but it's sad like when I think of like my first couple trips down here that um I can remember I faxed in something to indicate that I wanted that reservation. But like now everybody knows that you should, you know, that there was that whole thing where, you know, if you fax into the room assigner or yeah. you do this that everybody needed a certain room. And everybody has gotten so used to like, what Disney does that people go, what can I do to make my trip special? And I think back, like when I first started going, just being at Disney was something special. It's and,
4: funny. You should, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's funny you should say that. I read this thing and I saw the negative in all of it. This spawns threads like, what should I skip?
5: Right. or What's
4: not worth it? What should be removed from Disneyland?
5: or that if people don't get a towel animal in their room right. I think that raises, their vacation is ruined right. now.
4: There's no it doesn't seem like there's any element of surprise anymore. Right. It's more like you're landing on the beaches at Normandy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and you know, and again, um, I don't want to I don't want to take more responsibility for that than is due me. But, you know, we are and have been for many many years the largest unofficial Disney site on the web and my especially during the periods period of time when i started the Diz, that commando was my mentality and i think that seeped in to every decision i made with this site in terms of the tips we gave out from the beginning the tone i set for the site from the beginning uh the you know we promoted when you know about the room controllers. We promoted that like crazy. I'm not saying we discovered it, but when we found it, we blasted it. I mean, we, tips like that, our site was extremely responsible. I'm not going to say solely, but we definitely, uh, you know, and again, at the time, it was the right thing to do. You know, here's here's a way to get around this, here's a way to get around this, without breaking any rules, without doing anything unethical. Um, now looking back, you got to ask the question: Was it the right thing to do? In retrospect, has it taken away? Uh, has it taken away some of the magic? Has it taken away some of that? And you know, at what point are we responsible for some of that?
4: I feel very lucky to have been able to see the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Hollywood Studios with a sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. We used to go when it wasn't crowded, so right. we could wander around. I still think my thing to tell people is stop and experience the small stuff. Take right. advantage of the magic. I understand the idea of this is a lot of money and it might be the only time you can go and your kids are young. You have to get up at you know 4.30 and be there when the park opens and you have to hit every attraction before noon so you can go back and take a nap so you can go back at 3 o'clock. That, that to me, is the antithesis of vacation. But what's
1: happened is that the internet and and all of this stuff and the discussion boards has perpetuated that idea. That It's created a level of mm -hmm. expectation, though, that I think a lot of times is unrealistic. If I don't do these things, I won't have the best vacation possible. And then that, in turn, turns people to something like uh, uh, LaSalle. Yeah. Now you can't get a reservation at the Celia yep. because it's the best place ever to eat and you got to do it and you got to do it. Well, then now that's become less and we're talking about that. that um, the food is not as good. So now people, you see, people are pulling back from that. There's a backlash. So there is this definite well, I influence mean, you can see. And well, I
0: think the importance of sites like ours, I'm not saying just ours. Like I said, I'm including everybody in this. The importance of sites like ours is to be on the cusp of, of uh, of changes in those trends like that. Um, but yeah, the DizBoard's more than I think any other, very responsible for guiding a lot of that, guiding a lot of where people go, not because of anything we do sitting at this table, but because of that mass consciousness that exists on those boards right. that, you know, somebody starts, you know, things start going in one direction and then everybody gets on board. And, you know, it's, I think from that perspective I think you know we certainly do a service but I think there is an argument to be made that you know this this focus on obsessive insane trip planning is really just um it's it's It has taken something away.
4: I also think there's a a huge sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the saddest part of all. That no one's... There are people, you know, I got a towel animal. Well, that's great. But then the next person who didn't get a towel animal... Because maybe the kid in the next room threw up and your stateroom attendant didn't have time to make towel animals. Well, now it's ruined their vacation and right. they want their money back and they got a bad person right. and everything's wrong and it's horrible. I think that sense of entitlement that I'm allowed, that you're entitled to every single fleck of pixie dust,
1: has made tourist terrorists. However, it- though, I don't think that we're looking at, um, I don't think we're looking at a bubble phenomenon that just encompasses trips to Disney World. I think the Internet in general has changed the way that information is disseminated.
0: Right, but I think it has definitely affected Disney more than any other right. place. What no I'm other saying, destination, I, in the, to my knowledge, requires the level of planning that Disney does right. in order to get the most for your money.
1: But what I'm saying is the Internet in general, I think, has changed the way people think about everything, even to the point of the new iPhone comes out. And now there's all this information that comes out and people then have this, I have to wait in line and I have to do this and I have to do that. It's become part of our culture, the way we receive and disseminate information that I think it affects everything. And I think Disney is one of the places that have been affected by it because of the idea that there were these gems and nuggets and secrets that people want to experience now because they've heard other people experience them. And I think that what's happened is the trends ebb and flow and they change, you know, what's going to happen is people are not going to come in December anymore or they're going to, they're going to slow down their December trips because there's not free dining and it's too crowded and I can't do everything I want to do. So if my daughter
4: doesn't get to wake up Tinkerbell, I want my money back.
5: Now I can remember one of the first years we came down here that from reading, you know, somewhere on the internet or whatever that one of the things that planet Hollywood offered was a VIP pass. And I couldn't wait till I got to Caribbean Beach to go up because they said go, you know, to the guest services and ask them. And I can just remember the look on the cast member's face when I said I wanted, you know, do you have these for you? It was like I had unlocked the keys to the kingdom because he's like, you know about those? But I walked up with the thing like, if you have them, fine. Right. If you don't have them, I'm not going to stand here and have a fit because I had read about them and why can't you give them to me? But it was so cool to go to Planet Hollywood because those were the days when the line went all the way down the steps and like out into the parking lot and you had to wait to be able to go up with my two little passes. But I went with like a – not like an entitlement. I went like, boy, look, I got this pixie dust. Well, I
0: think that's the word. That's the word there, that sense of entitlement. That, that has come from this from having these, this information. Somebody else had this experience, so I must have mm-hmm. it as well. And it does form this sense of entitlement. So it, it begs the question, coming back to the post, do you think access to information has devalued that information in this instance?
1: I think it devalues some of the information. There's information that's vital to doing what you want to do and getting around. Mm -hmm. But I think it devalues the spontaneousness of it.
4: I can see it. I see it as a double-edged sword. I think in some parts it's great. I see the things where we hear from people with autistic kids that having that information in advance...
0: Is absolutely necessary. Right.
4: Has changed not only the way they handle things, but the ability to handle things. And in that thing, in that situation, I think, wow, look at what's happening. When I hear about the fact that I I think the words, it ruined my vacation, I think those words are like nails on a blackboard yeah. unless something catastrophic there's another thread that we're going to talk about whose vacation was ruined by something that happened at Disney World they have a right to the words It ruined, ruined my vacation
0: Exactly. I'm sorry Definitely. the
4: fact that you didn't get a LaSalle reservation, the fact that your kid didn't get to wake up Tinkerbell, that your kid wasn't a Jedi warrior or, or a cast member didn't say happy birthday to you, the fact that you didn't get right. to pick a wand at Universal Studios if, if
0: those things really ruin your vacation you have problems that no discussion board is going right. to be able to fix
4: and I, that's what we hear about that's the things you hear about this ruined my vacation then you my, need medication
0: my child will never
4: be
5: the same and I think to
4: myself you need medication then
0: and maybe a me. needs medication too. I just
5: think you just always need to remember and I think of this every time I go into the park of how lucky in like today's economy and stuff that if you got to go to Disney World take the time to enjoy the wonder of the parks and all the little things that go with it that if you're so busy that you're you know, doing commando or whatever. I'll,
0: I'll give you a classic example. I, I wrote about it in a, mm-hmm. uh, an article in the newsletter a few months ago. Uh, spending a day in April with my mom mm-hmm. in Epcot. Now, I've been to Epcot with my mother a million times. Um, but this particular day, weather was beautiful, comfortable. It was just her and I. It's never just her and I. It's usually this other family in town or something else going on. Went, had a lovely lunch at, at uh, uh, Chef's de France. Mom had a glass of wine in the afternoon, which she never does. You can count on one hand the number of glasses of wine my mother has during the course of a year. Tip it. <laughs> <laughs> Tip it, Maddie. Um, and, uh, you know, just this amazing day. We had this amazing day. I was in the park for almost eight hours, which, I, again, I don't remember the last time I spent eight hours in a theme park. Uh, it's become my job. Uh, I usually go for a specific thing. There's an event or a thing get to go in, on. Get out. It's a get in, get out thing for me now. Um, <laughs> This was fabulous. And then had something similar happen right before the start of Star Wars Weekends. We were staying over at the All-Star Music, Walter and I, doing our review. And we were over at uh, Hollywood Studios. And this was the day, it was a Thursday, the day before the start of uh, uh, Star Wars Weekends. And we had a great day in the park. No, No agenda. No plan. We just went and we actually stood online for Toy Story media, which i 'd never done before, just after
4: John and I met, we went to a food and wine festival in the rain, and I think there might have been a hundred people there, and we went around and tasted everything and got soaking wet, but still had a great time. Can I go back to what Kathy said? Sure. One of the things she mentioned, and it always, I've made jokes about it. Stop asking us how to make your day special, how to make your graduation, birthday, wedding anniversary, coronation, whatever it is that you're there, how to make it special. Oh, the fact that you're in the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. that's pretty freaking special. Oh, it sure is. And I think to myself, the fact that you have to, you know, gild that in some way, Sorta of says to me, you have too high of an expectation. Being in the Magic Kingdom is a pretty special way to spend your birthday.
0: You know, I can understand, I can understand uh, why people uh, think that way. You know, it's so and so. It's my mother's birthday, or my wife's birthday, or my husband's birthday. I want to do something special. Um, I always thought the most special thing you could do was let them plan the day. What, the are all the things, what are ears. all the things you want to do?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and that's what we do this day. Like you said, you're already in the Magic Kingdom. You're already in Disney World for your birthday.
4: That's pretty bedazzling. That, that it doesn't, doesn't have to be and sequined any further. And it wasn't cheap either. Right. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Well, Pete, when we were there for
6: my birthday, I didn't expect anything. But when I walked by and all the cast members were saying, Happy Birthday, Walter. It wasn't just Happy Birthday, but they took the time to say my name mm-hmm. to actually find out who I was. That was really special. And I wasn't free. expecting that. But it was really nice. I felt it made me feel special it did. when they were saying happy birthday walter and took the time to actually address me by name so that was that was pretty special and i wasn't expecting anything like that and i didn't think it would have impressed me that much but it really did and like you said you enjoyed that day it didn't cost anything it and was just everyone's being very nice or, you know whatever but it wasn't i didn't go expecting someone's going to do cartwheels because it's my birthday someone's going to you know, do whatever because it's my birthday but people were generally nice and i wasn't expecting it and it just it turned out really nuts. Um, i enjoyed it a lot Getting back to your original question, I do see it as a
4: double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. I think there's positives and there's negatives about it.
0: Yeah, it's. uh, I I just it it really got me thinking when I read that thread. I'm like, you know, that's a really good question. Um, How much of what we do, and I like again, I include all all the Disney sites in this. um, Is it is it helping in the long run? Or is it? Take, or, or have have we have we participated in taking something? I think we've added a lot, but I don't know that we haven't by you know taking something away from it by by putting all this information out there by giving access to all this information the way we have. I know we've definitely forced Disney to change how they do business in a lot of cases. We
1: just talked about tickets. One of the reasons why the tickets are the way they are now is because, as you said, people were discussing the loopholes and exactly squeezing But their I their also think talking about those tickets that. We might have just
4: helped a whole bunch of people understand those tickets better. Who Precisely. might have said, "Just buy the best
0: you can buy, and let's go on." So it's kind of like a self perpetuating circle. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we put something out there. Disney does something to address it. We talk about how to get around it or how to how to work within it, um, and then Disney does something else. So it just it's kind of like this this beast that feeds off itself. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm not saying that I don't think we don't provide a real service, an important service. Oh, no, I definitely do. Um, but I just thought the question was an interesting question and would certainly make an interesting discussion, which it did. So uh, finally this week, uh, you hear me say, stay out of the damn lakes. Uh, You've heard me talk about the, uh, the fishing excursion we went on uh, a year ago, two years ago. Where the boat captain, and this is, we have this in the, you know, it's on the video that we actually put up from this excursion where we videotaped a water moccasin swimming through the lake and the boat captain could be heard in the background saying, if one of those bite you, it's going to rock your world. And this is the time and place where, around this time, that Stay Out of the Damn Lakes was born. Uh, Of course, some on the internet, who shall remain nameless, uh, took it upon themselves to make a joke out of that. But uh, I think time has proven me right between gators and uh, snakes and, and amoebas. And amoebas. Um, but to bring it home in a more personal way, uh, Mickey Family posted, this is a post that came uh, back in May on the Disney Resorts board, uh, Walt Disney World Snake Bite Pictures of My Son's Adventure. I posted the story before, but someone suggested I repost it. If this story will help prevent anyone from going through what we did, then it's worth reposting. Last May 2009, my son was bitten by a water moccasin at the Caribbean Beach Resort. He dropped a toy at the edge of the sidewalk into some landscaping, bent down to pick it up, his feet never leaving the sidewalk. A snake bit him three times on the finger. He spent three days in intensive care, received 12 vials of anti-venom. Thankfully, he is fine, all fingers still intact. Just be aware of your surroundings. Keep out of the landscaping, and you should be fine. So I think we have to add that now. Keep out of the damn bushes. (laughs) Stay out of the damn lakes and bushes. Um, But uh, she has included pictures of uh, where it happened, of uh, her son in the hospital... Her son, after he got, right after he got out of the hospital, and you could see how swollen...
1: Talk about a picture's worth a thousand mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. The story um, itself didn't get to me until I saw those pictures.
0: And...
4: There's somebody who can say this ruined my vacation. Mm-hmm.
0: Precisely. Precisely. That uh, this is... Uh, Snakes are very v- common here. They're mm-hmm. extremely common. Uh, the last email show we did, <laughs> Corey had to go run home and kill one. <laughs> Um, I've had one in my bathroom. Um, right,
6: but there's not a lot of poisonous snakes. There's a lot of non-poisonous you know, snakes, too.
0: In the Disney area, there are a lot of water moccasins, yeah. and they are they poisonous. They we do. were walking
4: through the Magic Kingdom one day, and right near where they sell the turkey legs in um, Frontier Town, Frontierland.
0: Frontier Town. Are Frontier- you, ter- are you <laughs> Teresa?
4: No, 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 no. Frontier Town was a little tiny theme park in upstate New York when oh, I was oh, a kid. Okay. Frontierland. Um, they closed. They immediately came out of the woodwork and closed the area off. Laying on top of the bushes down along the boardwalk were two rattlesnakes. On top of the bushes, they immediately. Clo- I'm sorry. They immediately closed the area off and brought in people to remove them. But this is in the middle of the Magic Kingdom, right?
2: I've caught about 20 snakes at Blizzard Beach in the time that I worked there. They park open, park closed. They find their way somewhere. Sometimes they'd find their way into the creek. And (laughs) the only way to get it in the creek is to, you know. He
3: only caught non-venomous snakes, though. Let's just say. wasn't.
2: They were (laughs) big, but nobody knew that. I'm sorry. Snake to
1: snake to snake. I used to work (laughs) for a company before I worked for
4: you guys. And I went to work one day. This was right across the street from Universal Studios. And we were all held out in the parking lot. There were three copperheads in the doorway.
3: And those are really scary looking. Oh. Scary looking than any other snake. And we had
4: to wait until they removed the copperheads from the doorway. And this was in an industrial park area.
6: I know there's been a couple of people bitten uh, in home improvement stores. They go to the yeah. uh, landscape area. The plants. Yep. And just picking up a pot. And there'll be uh, like a pygmy rattlesnake in it. Oh. Yep. And they'll get bit. So they're they're in Florida.
0: It is very common. And anyone who dismisses that threat is an idiot.
4: And all you have to do is look at that picture and see the water moccasin swimming with its head up through the water at Walt Disney World. And you realize
0: it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are gators in Florida. There are gators in Disney World. In fact, uh, we know of a story. Where a gator, a baby gator, was found in the stall of a bathroom in the magic kingdom. Yep, thankfully it was, Thankfully, it was found when the park was closed. But it they it exists in Florida. It happens in Florida,
4: and there are times when gators mate. That they come become much Extremely more adventurous ag-
0: and very aggressive you know, as well.
4: Puns with the Adventureland thing, but they become much more adventurous and much more aggressive. And they, you hear about them in people's driveways, in people's pools. You've heard the story about us going up twenty-seven. John Hitigator. I was in the car a hundred yards behind him, and all of a sudden, watched his taillights swerve. And I could, I thought he was, I thought he had fallen asleep or something, but I was. By the time I got my cell phone out to call and see if he was okay, I came upon the six or seven foot gator in the middle of the road and John had clipped its tail and it like kind of tried to bite my bumper. So, I mean, this is just, they're everywhere. Yeah. Listen, Corey you know, has
3: a, a, a website pulled up on his computer here and it's a guide to like all the Florida snakes. And it shows you photos and lists the six venomous snakes, which I was finding pretty interesting because it kind of tells you, you know, how to identify them. Don't touch them, but so you know what you're looking for. Let's looking make at. sure we
0: put that up in the show notes. Out of the
2: 50 species they have in Florida, only six are venomous. So it's, you might just want to educate yourself on what the venom, yeah.
0: uh, venomous ones are. Right, yeah, we don't want to create a panic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's, not an yeah. Outbreak, there's not an outbreak of... Uh, <laughs> Of, of snake bites, but it's, it's... But also, even a non-venomous snake bit Corey's dog. Right. Oh, yeah. And it can yeah. hurt.
3: It hurts. Right. But you just definitely want to be familiar with the ones that can kill you.
1: Keep in mind, too, that you know Disney World and everything in Florida is built on a swamp. Yeah. This is their territory. This is their land. This they is were where, here first. They were here first. Mm-hmm. They're just doing what they do. So don't... villain You know, do will make them
0: villains, but be cautious of them.
7: Stay inside.
0: Like, well, yeah, you know, this is why um, don't pick weeds. I, I'm, I'm so anti-nature because nature nature bites. is trying to kill us.
4: <laughs> However, nature we've bites. all been to the Magic Kingdom or around Disney for a gazillion times and never been bitten. So, I, right. again, I don't, you don't want to
0: start like paving everything. It's just be, everything. be aware of it. And right. most especially, though, you know, that's why I started the whole, you know, stay out of the damn lakes because there are gators and snakes, and there are things. This is why River Country is closed. Because there are things in the lake that can make you very sick. There are things in the lake that can kill you.
4: And why you shouldn't it's, let your kids go running through the bushes.
0: And especially uh, now that the temperatures are back up, this is the time of the year when the amoeba, the brain-eating amoeba, yep. is uh, is active. Um, it gets kicked up when you when you walk around the. Uh, uh, you know uh, uh, A lake uh, The dirt that gets kicked up From the lake bed Is where these amoebas are Gets into the water If it gets up your nose Is it Is it Common No Is it possible Very
4: You also can get infections From like a blister On your foot mm-hmm. By catching these Well, it's not a brain-eating amoeba It can be a flesh-eating amoeba At that point really? also
7: I mean, it doesn't have to go into your brain. It can get like a cut on your foot?
4: Well, it, it takes longer to get to your brain, or I don't think it will go to your brain, but you can get an infection in your foot, yeah. So you should stay out of fresh standing water when it's hot.
0: In Florida in particular. Just right. stay away from it. Um, and, and you know, this is why. So I know, you know, we, we, we always kind of joke around about my whole stay out of the lakes routine, uh, but there was a serious reason why I started saying that. This particular threat, especially when you see this little boy.
4: I really appreciate um, her sharing that.
0: That was, you know, really important information. And for anybody who wants to make jokes about it, you know, why don't you start with this lady and talk to her about what a joke it is. She
1: also did it in a non hysterical way. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. She just shared the information and, you know.
1: And, and, you know, after it was all said and done, they went back to the resort and they had a good vacation. They seemed to go on their way. And thank
0: God her son was fine. Thank God her son was fine. So it's just a cautionary tale, I'm not trying to freak anybody out here. But it's a cautionary tale about things you should pay attention to, be aware of your surroundings. We say it all the time about everything whether it's you know snakes and gators or crime.
4: You're not um, in the same landscape as you are at home.
0: No. No.
4: We all come from places where jumping in a freshwater lake is a rite of summer.
0: Yeah, I did it growing up. That's mm-hmm. not
4: here. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So All right. Well, that will do it for our DizBoards.com discussion show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and bushes. Have a good week.